0: hi everyone this is katherine adams and elizabeth wallace and you're listening to binary system podcast number 315 and tonight we're recapping welcome to nightville number 208 cecil in the big city we are also going to talk about a couple things that have happened in the nerd world recently sort of uh, in brief but uh before then we will talk about the fact that this year is nightville's 10th anniversary. It's amazing, isn't it? I can picture myself where I was when I first started listening to Welcome to Night Vale, and it feels like another world. Yeah, I know. The idea, like, this thing existed, and it just didn't really make sense, but in a way that didn't annoy you, you were like, this is weird, and why was it when he said the weather we went to a song? Well, it was to <laughs> anyway, so back to the episode. Um, Carlos and Cecil, they took a trip to the big city. Their Cecil's family is taking care of the kid so it was really just the two of them and they had a very good time even though Cecil was constantly distracted by the fact that he still hasn't found Kashik it's been 6 months and he's trying to tell himself that maybe he's just not coming back ever but the fun thing about their trip to the big city is all of the ways that this was kind of New York except really not like they spent a right. lot of time in the big city going to Middle Park and they went I to the know. big they went to the big lake where there's ichthyosaurs where you can actually feed breadcrumbs to them and they had a dog park and there were people in the dog park there were dogs in the dog park and Seuss was like I need to bring this to city council next time like I don't think that's going to go over well at all no, I think they've actually tried to open up the dog park before, and I don't think it went very well. Wasn't that the time when Dana went in to report on the dog park and ended up in the uh, the desert otherworld for, like, years? Yeah, I think so, but I don't know. Cecil, bless his heart, he's a little slow in the uptake and doesn't always remember things very well. So, anyway. So, from there, we go to financial news. Um, basically, at one point, there were a lot of gods, and now there are many less gods and they're having to do all the other gods work all the time. And they're struggling to keep up, which is why the stock market's down. That's pretty much it. Although I did like, he listed some examples of gods and I didn't write down the names, but I wrote down what the gods were and there was a god of acorn caps and there was Mm -hmm. a god of cinnamon-flavored dental floss. So when they say there were a lot of gods, there was a god for everything. And now I think the gods are overworked and they can't unionize for some reason. So it's just not a great situation, but that's what capitalism does to people. Yeah, and Cecil said that the Dow is down 10, NASDAQ is down 8, and NFTs are silly. <laughs> it's like, yep, I agree. I agree with that. Yep. So, back to their trip to the big city, they go to this one restaurant that has all this like, you know, very fancy food cooked in fancy ways. I guess there was a beef bourguignon. I'm probably not saying that right. Um, It was reduced down to its chemical components and soaked in a saline solution and the waiter would come by and drip it into your eye. And Cecil's like, did you know you can taste beef with your eyes? Well, you can't. That's part of the experience. (laughs) But while they're at the restaurant, Cecil notices this couple that's sitting nearby. Uh, It's a man and a woman and the woman is facing away from him and wearing this really long cloak. But the man, he describes him as dangerously handsome and he's not sure why he's staring so much but then the next time he looks around they're gone so but after that Cecil and Carlos went to see a show and it is Samuel Beckett's craps last tape was that the name of the uh show Mm -hmm. which sounded like it was a whole bunch of dance numbers set to like the wheels on a cassette player spinning like so very minimalistic everybody was enjoying it but cecil noticed the man and woman again and he's not sure why he's staring at them so much and then simultaneously they turn to look at him and he just kind of jumps like oh i wasn't me a creeper but then the next time he looks over they're also gone Yep, yep. And in the midst of that, we broke away for a minute to a section of the radio show called Hey There, Cecil, where people write in. And the first one is from Joseph F. And Joseph writes in I wrote Nightvale. I created this entire place. <laughs> and then suddenly I found myself living here. So I want to know as someone who's been here before, how do you leave Nightvale and go back to the real world? And of course, this is a callback to one of my favorite. Episodes of Joseph oh, yes. getting like calls from people saying why is he pretending to have created Nightville when Nightville's a real place? Oh, yeah. Now, Cecil takes his question very seriously. And uh, he says, I do agree with you that Night vale is fiction just because everything is fiction. So getting back to the real world, you can't because none of it's real. But I don't know. I mean, you say you wrote yourself into this. Maybe you can write yourself out. And I'm like, "Oh, maybe we're going to get another one of those episodes. I hope so. That was a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, in local news, uh, Pamela Winchell called an emergency press conference about wind. It went about as well as you can expect. Yeah, apparently her press conference was that wind is dumb and it starts rustling her papers and she said see look how dumb it is and a reporter asked her why don't you have your emergency press conferences inside then and she just stares at the reporter and then presses a button and fires a jetpack and flies out of there maintaining eye contact with the reporter the entire time yep yep i could just visualize all of that So the next day, Cecil and Carlos, it's their last day in the big city and they go shopping and they get a bunch of, you know, weird clothing items. I did like some of the souvenirs that Cecil picked up, including a t-shirt that says, if I can make it here, I'm lying to myself. And I'm like, oh, a literal t-shirt moment. An actual t-shirt moment. That sounds like something that would be perfect to wear to the next live show. So he's kind of thinking that he may have sort of overbought a little bit because now he has to haul around all these bags of shopping when they go to the museum, which is one of the things they've been been most wanting to see in the big city. Because Larry Leroy told them about this exhibit at the Modern Art Museum, and the museum has... of the modern art and all by all of the famous modern artists. And he starts listing at once and it's like Manet and Monet and Picasso. And basically every artist that he's listing is now considered modern art, which is fine. But I love the descriptions of some of the paintings. Like one of the things was Manet's autumn leaves on a soccer ball. (laughs) I liked O'Keeffe's definitely just a flower. <laughs> like that's, You've ever seen her work, you're just like, mm, I don't think those are flowers. I don't think that was yeah. just a flower, no. But he's sort of engrossed in one of these ones. It's a, an example of pointillism, and it's the one where you look at it, and if you unfocus your eyes, you can see a 3D picture. And He was really getting into that, so much so he didn't notice that the fire alarm had gone off. And everybody rushes outside, and he gets knocked down by somebody, and falls on the ground, and he gets up, and he grabs all his stuff, and he's kind of in a bad mood now, and he he thinks maybe his um, bags were a little bit heavier than they were before. But anyway, so they it was fine. They drove home. They were too tired to unpack, although Cecil did want to actually get the presents that he bought out so he could get them wrapped and get all his new clothes ready for tomorrow. And then he reaches into his bag, and he feels something. And it's a 14 by 16 something in a wooden frame, and he's really not sure he wants to pull this out and see what he accidentally carried away with him from the big city. And, of course, this is the moment when there's a knock at the door, and then another knock at the door, and he finally goes to the door to go answer it. But more about that later. For now, here's the weather. I liked the weather a lot, and I I did. I wanted to get your opinion on this. Does it sound like she was talking about like the first year of the pandemic? Uh, You know what? I actually, after a while, I wasn't concentrating on the lyrics so much as the tune. I was trying to figure out a way to describe the style of it, and the nearest I could come to is like dark pop rock ballad is what I got. I like the music, but the lyrics, I mean, I'll need to go and take a look at them again. But one of the ones in the middle of the song was... Was, this is surviving but we're having a goddamn year and that just felt <laughs> so much like a commentary on 2020 2021 so yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, that might oh, go on yeah. my um my playlist i think that one was fun <laughs> And since we forgot to mention this, the weather today was Black Car by Penfriend. So we come back from the weather, and of course, who's at the door? But it's the dangerously handsome man with the kind eyes, and he's holding one of Cecil's lost cat flyers. And he says he knows where Cecil's cat is. And Cecil's like, where? And he said, nearby and i think in the whole course of the conversation he tells cecil that you'll see your cat again just not all the time which Mm -hmm. i think that's a good plan um i'm not sure the logistics of that but i think they're going to make it work yeah i think so too but in the meantime he just sort of apologizes to cecil kind of like oh ho ho i accidentally bumped into you at the museum and i think you have one of my possessions and you know what Credit to Cecil, he knows he's been played. I mean, he's instantly like, oh, I know how this works but he also does not want to say anything and he doesn't want even to admit to himself that what he has in his bags is something that was stolen so he just Mm -hmm. he grabs it. i grab the stolen paint nope nope i'm not gonna make a judgment and he just hands it back over to silas and doesn't even look to see what it was which i was like oh i wanted to see what exactly (laughs) got stolen we'll (laughs) never know they don't tell us but yeah um and then Cecil goes to work next day, and who's waiting for him in the bathroom? It's Kashik, and Kashik is not floating. Kashik is actually oh God. standing on the ground underneath his adult children' cats that are floating in the air, and he's rubbing up against Cecil's leg. And Cecil's like, "Oh, that was so sweet." And ow, also really painful, and he ruined his new pair of pants or his new tunics, Excuse me. Yes, exactly. But he didn't care because it's Kashik. That it was true that that like that actually did kind of shock me a little bit. i'm like oh my god he's got his feet on the ground he is even more shocking than anything else about kashik which tells you how engrossed we are in this whole story is the idea of kashik not floating in the air well now that's weird Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Kashuk didn't stay long, um, just enough to be very sweet, and Cecil thought he looked very happy, and then he left. And Cecil is just, you know, obviously he would like Kashuk to be around all the time, but he's just so glad that he's back and he's okay. Yeah, and he actually seems to be a little bit delighted that he's now free from the bathroom, that he's not stuck there anymore, which I agree. I think that would probably get a little tedious after a while, especially if you are a grown-ass adult thief in the body of a weird-ass cat. Yeah. And boy, that's been a long time. I mean, this show has been going on for 10 years, so he's been floating there for a real long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was it. That was the end of the episode. Um, I did not end up getting to see the live show when it came to San Diego. I'll be honest. I don't even remember when it was here. Oh, okay. Well, I think hopefully they will have that uh, recording of that coming out soon because I think, I think after after June, they're going to be doing a UK tour through September, but maybe after that, they'll have the recordings available. Also, everybody needs to go to the Welcome to Night Vale webpage and look up the 10th anniversary poster that they have created. Oh, yes. I haven't had a chance to study it yet, but it is is just—it is a collection of images for the most memorable sections of the show over the last 10 years, and I want to see what they include. Oh, yeah, I bet it. And it's, of course, the same gentleman who did... the traditional like iconic um welcome to nightville imagery so you know it's going to be really good Mm -hmm. yes so moving on to other random things i just wanted to say real quick because i found this out last week you know the spinoff of the spinoff of vampire diaries legacies yeah 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 Yeah, finally got canceled so this is gonna be its final season yeah wow Um, all right (laughs) I put it on every once in a while. It it has actually worked for a show that you have on when you're working on a project the most recent, like, season and a half has been fairly solid, you know. There's nothing embarrassing about it. It's not dumb, and it doesn't come off like a cash grab. It's never gotten me as much as Vampire Diaries has, but that's a pretty high bar to hit. But it's uh, it's going to be the first time that the CW hasn't had a Vampire Diaries or Vampire Diaries-adjacent show in, I think, 13 years? That I is thought? a is that? lot of staying power, especially when you mm-hmm. have shows that are getting canceled after, like, eight episodes on Netflix. Yeah. It's... yeah. Speaking of which, though, I did start re-watching Russian Doll the first season, because oh, I yes. I know they have dropped the second season now, and so I need to get on that, damn it. Yeah, I, I just, instead of doing that, I actually finished up watching stars again, and what I ended up doing was I started getting so engrossed in the story again, I kept the Spanish dialogue on, but I put the English subtitles underneath it, and it was all in all a very good experience, I thought. It was a nice way to watch it. That's cool. That's how I've been listening to it as well. Spanish language with the English language subtitles. And I think, I have to hope that I'm learning something, at least as far as Spanish. I mean, at least some common phrases that maybe I can start recognizing automatically but it is just so I could watch this show so many times over and over again and just enjoy it every single time and I don't I can't even put into words why why this appeals to me whereas um the arcane show I'm still only three episodes into that and it's beautiful and it's a good story and I, I still haven't finished it yeah I'm probably like yeah, I might be even six or seven episodes into it, but it's the same thing. I mean, I really have enjoyed it. I think it's so pretty. You know Vi, the main character? Mm-hmm. You know does the voice oh that's um uh, Haley Statwell? uh Steinfeld yes, Steinfeld, Haley, yes. Steinfeld, Steinfeld, yes. <laughs> she's in everything my god but yeah it does sort of feel like I could sort of put it off to the side for a little bit and then just never come back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but I saw the one thing that you sent me a copy of earlier on today the um, mm-hmm. the elf quest what is it the fine this is this gonna actually be the final story because I thought the final quest was supposed to be the final one that to come to find out elf quest final quest now more finaler i just why I, i don't know um Yeah, I think maybe they had originally intended that, but I don't think the pennies can let it go. So this is Stargazer's Hunt, and I've read some of the issues that went into the first graphic novel. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just coming to terms with the fact that the Elfquest series is just not for me anymore. I'm trying not to say that it's bad, partly because I hate to hate on something, partly because... I don't know, maybe it's not bad, maybe it's just my opinion, but also mostly because the pennies actually do go after people for criticizing them. Okay, um, well, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. I I took a look at it, and some of the artwork I thought was really pretty. Like, if she would do a full-page drawing of, like, to Maine with um, Skywise and I thought yeah. it was actually the stuff that I recognized from back when I used to watch it I mean I think the styles changed a bit and she's doing faces slightly different but it wasn't bad but then it would jump back to like the the characters having a conversation where you could see the, and I was like what what's up with the resolution on this picture? Why does it look so fuzzed out? Like she drew it really tiny and then expanded it and now it kind of looks all blurred out. Well, okay, so this book that just, this is a review copy that I have, but it's okay because by the time this podcast drops, it'll have actually come out. It's the last, I believe, five issues of The Stargazer's Hunt. They were never released as single issues. Back in February, apparently, Richard Penny announced that instead of releasing them as single issues, they were just going to release all of them at once. Um, he says it's because, you know, comic shops are suffering, publishing companies are suffering. They thought that this would be the best way to wrap everything up and be financially, you know, sound and all that kind of stuff. I went on to Father Tree Holt, mm-hmm. which is a place where you can get people's actual opinions about ElfQuest, because apparently on the Facebook feed, you're only going to get the positive stuff and that's not that's not good Mm. no so I don't know Father She Hold I think they're they're very honest. I don't think it gets into being outright trolls about how much they don't like it, because I think in the end it is still a forum for people who loved ElfQuest, but there have been a couple people who are like, yeah, I think they did this because Dark Horse Comics recognized that there weren't enough people interested in the series, and they were like, we don't want to spend the time and effort to print out five more single issues, let's just print out the one and get it over with, so I don't know. I don't know. And I also wondered if maybe Wendy Penny was having trouble finishing the artwork somehow? Like, they knew they they weren't gonna well, be able to get it done at that kind of, you know, regular monthly release schedule, so why not just wait and get it all together at once and have a little bit more extra time? But then that still doesn't explain why some of the artwork looked like it was sort of copy pasted from elsewhere. Well, two things. One, it isn't all Wendy Penny's art. She does have a person that she's been working with. It's an apprentice, I suppose. And the funny thing is, like she'll do apparently the pencil layouts, which are varying degrees of completion for him to do the inking on it mm-hmm. I think the stuff looked better when you could tell that he wasn't trying to tightly focus on her art you know when because when he does that I don't know between her style changing and somebody else really cramping their own style to follow somebody else's thing it just looks so stiff and just it's not appealing like there's a couple images in the last few pages that I'm like this is just really it's just not good you yeah know, it's really not good but he talked about how a lot of it's done digitally. And he says, sometimes I'll be inking, and sometimes I'll be inking an entire page completed, and sometimes I'll be inking different elements and putting them together in a composite in Photoshop. And oh, like, no. That's it. There that's, we go. That's what I got. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it looks like it. It looks like somebody has put it together piecemeal because it doesn't have her early stuff just flowed. But I'm sure it was incredibly time consuming, because she was drawing every single panel and she was drawing it on the page, like there was nothing being put together in different pieces. It was all on the page, and that's not how it's done anymore. And it looks like it. Mm-hmm. I, it is such a shame. I mean, oh my yeah. God! Since I was like 12 years old, have adored that series. But yeah. I mean, maybe. Did, I mean, do they have a lot of like really dedicated fans of the new stuff? Because I'm willing to admit that maybe it moves past me but then a whole new audience jumps in and then for them this is the most magical thing they've ever seen um you know it's hard to tell i don't hang around the facebook page because that kind of offense i'm not a fan of but father tree holt you're seeing the people who really kind of went there in order to have a place where they felt like they could actually talk i don't know how they keep richard pinney off of that i mean i would think <laughs> that he would come in for his weight around or whatever but that's the thing it's all it's all people like at best it's some people who were fine with it but a lot of people have been completely like the character jink has gotten in there and people don't feel like they liked her character very much cutter's son is there people don't connect with him they don't connect with the art the story it's all just very odd my problem was is that this book had a bunch of humans in it and i'm like stop putting so many humans and things that weren't really meant to be about humans yes God. please we've been having to deal with that since we read the transformers comic back in the freaking 80s and they were still God. putting too many damn humans into it it's about the robots sorry tangent yes anyway but yeah so i'm not going to be reviewing it on the site partly like i said because i feel like the pennies would find it and be bad about it so i'm like i don't want to do that but also because that's kind of our way on this site if we really don't like something it's really not always a lot of fun to just bag on it but i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna put a review up and say it's great when it's really not great so we just tend to not talk about it yeah we, we just let that go yes yes uh, just to not end it on a bad note the dr strange movie in the multiverse of madness, we still haven't seen it. No, of course not. Because why would we do that? But I want to go see it at the Alamo Draft House, and I'm fine with waiting for a little while to make sure that it's not gonna be like super crowded, even though Alamo Draft House, man, they are serious about you not chatting during the movie. They have like the oh, warning signs that. and everything. It's great. But um oh. Yeah, I, I I so want to see that in the big theaters, so I think I'm going to, like, call around to some friends and see if they want to go. Because, you know, Nathan's not all that interested in the Marvel stuff anymore. I think it's kind of gone past fine. him now. Yeah, you have to admit it is kind of what somebody it as relentless, I suppose. So it is. <laughs> it, is. it is very so, and it's Disney, so it's going to be taking over the world. If it hasn't already. You know, uh, what I watched uh, just night before last, I went over to my friend Wade's place, and he and I watched the new Matrix movie. Talk about Wretched Excess. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, over the top. But that's the thing. The whole movie is apparently not meant to be serious whatsoever. I mean, it is kind of serious but it's also very tongue-in-cheek and it's very meta in places. Interesting that seven actors from the Sense8 series are in it because it's a Wachowski production. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Now, did you see all of the original trilogy of the Matrix movies? Yes. Alright, now this latest one, how does that compare with the original three? Like, would It'd be better than better than three better than two from what I remember it's better than three um I don't know we weren't we weren't always paying attention to the movie we were like cooking dinner we were over there and his husband Matt was sort of walking around doing stuff and everything so I wasn't entirely focused on it but from what I saw one I mean it's just Effects everywhere and explosions and giant fights with tons of people and just all over the place. I do think it was more entertaining than three, but i didn't definitely did not enjoy it as much as one okay well maybe i 'll try it at some point. Nathan and I have been watching a lot of the uh, red letter media. Uh, YouTube channel where they do lots of reviews of every damn thing I mean I loved watching their review of Event Horizon which they did not like and In the Mouth of Madness which they really did Um, and they've done the Matrix the latest Matrix movie so I might have to actually check that out at some point and see what they think because it could be that they loved it for the fact that it was like a tongue in cheek nod at the original one or they could hate it because they do actually hate these juggernauts that are only made as a cash grab so, yeah, yeah. I think, I think they did pretty good in the fact that it wasn't just a cash. I mean, it was, it's hard for it to be a cash grab when they are acknowledging that the movie series was just a the iconic, you know. And they're acknowledging that and just trying to do it better. But it's also the idea that the original movies were based on a game in this movie and so they're kind of like oh I know you said you'd never make another sequel to this game but now we're going to make another one and so all these people talking about what goes into a Matrix game i.e. what goes into a Matrix movie yeah it's extremely meta but it has its fun moments it does okay I'll have to check that out but I guess it's going to wrap us up for the week so make sure to check out PixladyGeek.com for all the book reviews the movie reviews the comic book reviews the photo galleries or fan art galleries whatever we happen to be doing we did oh my god <laughs> we did get press pass is for Comic-Con. Woo! <laughs> And I, every year, I think that somebody at Comic Con is going to be like, These guys are really too small to get press passes, but we got them. So, yeah. um, look out for that. I've got my friend Alex and Lauren, who took photos for us at WonderCon. They are returning to take photos at Comic Con. And then myself and Stephanie are going to be there going to panels, doing stuff, you know, seeing people. Who knows? Stephanie, I know, will be in cosplay. She does very good cosplay, so that'll be fun, too. So, anyway, all that and more. Xladygeek.com. So you had suggested what our schedule should be moving forward. Yeah, I thought it would be good to alternate between Welcome to Night Vale recaps and then the next week we could talk about two Lore Olympus episodes. Because I think Mm -hmm. we've already talked about the Lore Olympus episode that dropped last Sunday. So if we talk about it next week, we can have a current episode and a Fast Pass episode and then just kind of do a like that so there'll be a little bit of something for everybody for the people who don't want to be spoiled they'll know that there'll be a stopping point in the middle of the episode and for people who are fast past they'll be able to keep up with us i like that i like having a plan we don't usually have a plan we usually don't no this is you very know. unusual for us <laughs> yes yes so anyway one way or the other we will talk to everybody in one week talk to y'all later really long delay here yeah i was about to say should we hang up and call back because i was noticing the delay's really bad yeah yeah let's try that again so yeah, let's just yeah, I'll yeah keep, let me just I'll keep yeah, it okay. recording okay yeah me too i'll just uh close this out all right i'll send you a new link okay hello 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 P- uh ping pong better okay good I think that's pretty hardcore of you to have, what, the, uh, the Spanish language with the Spanish subtitles? No, the English subtitles. Okay. Sorry, how, how did you, I mean, did I? I, miss- I thought I said, I may have said the wrong thing, so I'll try that once okay, more. Okay, let's, let's do that. Let's try that again. That again. Hang on. Yeah, I think I missed something again. here. <laughs> Stargazer's Hunt, and it is, I've read some of the ones in the first...